Welcome to Let's Talk Mental Health. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and the guests on this show. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only, and because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Again, thank you for listening to Let's Talk Mental Health. Welcome everyone to Let's Talk Mental Health Episode 2. Thanks for staying around and listening and catching up with us. And today we have a great topic on hand. We're going to talk about the election. We're going to talk about coping skills, anxiety-induced issues. We're going to talk about some depression. And we're also going to talk about desensitization and giving up in the helping field. So stay tuned. We are so happy to have you all here. And we look forward to talking with you. Here we go. Let's go ahead and start episode two. So this past week has been probably the most stressful and anxiety-induced week that we have had as a nation and as a person in quite some time due to the elections. Now, a lot of you might still have election anxiety and angst and overwhelming thoughts and feelings about the election due to we're really just still in a standstill, right? So there's some people out there who are really, really wanting Biden to win. And there's some people who are really, really wanting Trump to win. And that's okay. You're entitled to your opinion. You are valid to have your feelings about each candidate and you're valid to vote who you want to vote for the point of this is not to bring up politics the point of this is to talk about how can we escape the anxiety and those feelings that we're feeling due to the election what can we do to try to soothe our thoughts and the burden that might be on us from this and the family turmoil that might be happening because of this How do we overcome that? Well, the first thing I can recommend and advise is to disconnect from social media. The reason why is you're going to see so many different thoughts on there. You're going to see different thoughts that you don't agree with, maybe thoughts that make you very upset, and maybe you want to reply to those thoughts. All that's going to do is give you more anxiety. So disconnect from social media. Disable your account for a week. Also, stay away from the news. The media can be very biased in different directions, and you might be getting overwhelmed by that as well. So turn off the TV. What can we do now to replace those things? Because I think most of us spend at least 24 hours a week on our social medias, 24 hours a week in front of the TV, if not more, and 24 hours a week in front of a computer, Unless you work in front of computers, then you're spending 40 to 60 hours per week in front of computers. So instead, take time to heal yourself. Take a bath, read a book, take a shower, go for a walk, go for a hike, go spend time with your animals. Go do something in nature because when that sunlight hits your eyes, 
it gives you a, it raises endorphins and it gets your adrenaline flowing and it helps relieve some of the symptoms of depression. It also wakes you up a little bit. So get outside, do things that are fun, do things that escape you from reality for a little bit. Turn your phones off, don't text anyone, don't talk to anyone for that day, and just go and enjoy yourself because we're all suffering right now. No matter what your opinion on the election is, I'm pretty sure that everyone hearing this can say that they're unhappy with it. They're unhappy with how either party is handling the election. They're unhappy with certain things that happened during the election, whether it was a news outlet, whether it was a, uh, a public report, whether it was a speech that one of the um, candidates gave. We, could, we were right. You have the right to be unhappy and to feel the way you're feeling about the election. But now it's time for you to turn everything off and take care of yourself. It's time for you to take care of your mental health and your physical health and do things that you love to do. It's time to stop worrying about what is going to happen. Worry about what's happening in your life right now. Worry about your thoughts. And that leads me into sort of a mindfulness technique. If you've heard of mindfulness, it's really getting yourself to be aware of your emotions and to know where those emotions are coming from. Knowing that those emotions are appropriate and those emotions are okay to have. I'm feeling anxious because of selection. I know it's okay to feel this way. I know where it's coming from. Now what can I do to solve it? I'm pissed off because I got cut off on the road on the way to work today. Okay, it's appropriate to feel pissed off if someone cuts you off. What are you going to do about it? You're not going to get out of your car and go punch that person in the face because by the time you pull over and get out of the car, that car's zooming down the road already and people are about to hit you on the highway. It's okay to feel pissed about being um, cut off on the highway. But now we have to figure out how we can relieve that emotion. What can we do? Can we turn the music up in our car and just jam out? Yeah, roll the windows down, have the wind blowing on your face, turn the music on, jam out to that. That's appropriate. That's okay to do. And that's encouraged. You know, do things that make you feel happy. Do things that make you feel good about yourself. Realize that those emotions are valid. Realize that it's okay to feel that emotion. Now we have to learn how to place that emotion appropriately. I'm mad because my family doesn't have the same political beliefs as me. Am I going to fight with them? No, it's okay that they don't have the same political beliefs as you. It's fine. They don't have to have the same political beliefs as you. You don't have to have the same political beliefs as them. Hell, you don't have to believe anything they believe. You have the right to believe what you want to believe. You have the right to have a political stance on what you want to have a political stance on. You have the right to feel the way you feel. You have the right to believe in what you want to believe in. It's not worth an argument. Don't let ha someone have control over your emotions. No one's that powerful. Don't let mom and dad or brother and sister or friends or coworkers or supervisors control those emotions. You are the only one who can control those emotions. No one has that kind of power over you. Don't let someone else control that. Let's figure out how to appropriately place that emotion. Do I need to go hit a punching bag instead? Do I need to go join the gym? Do I need to go work out with some rock music in my ears? Do I need to go for a walk? listen to music and get more in tone with myself, really listen to what I want, listen to what I need, listen to what my body wants. Yeah, that sounds a lot better, right? 
Sounds like something we can do. Sounds like something that we want to do, right? So the next topic that I want to talk about, thanks for hearing my rant about the election. Hopefully that helped a lot of people out with some anxiety. If not, I apologize. But there's a lot of great resources online for election anxiety and coping skills and mindfulness and managing your emotions. Go, go check it out. Google it. Um, go research it. Um, there's a couple mindfulness apps that you can use. You can search mindfulness on YouTube. And it'll really help you out. It's sort of like meditation, except it's a guided meditation, so it helps you out. Well, the next topic I want to talk about is desensitization and the helping, helping careers and the medical field and the helping professions. What desensitization is, I also want to talk about how easy it is to give up and how hard it is to move forward. So let's jump into that topic. We're going to jump into it in one second here. You're going to hear a little bit of music, and then we'll jump right into that one. Stay tuned, guys. So too often we feel the need to help others and take care of other people. And we neglect to take care of ourselves. And in the end, this becomes very detrimental to our well-being, even if we are caring people, even if we get gratitude off of helping others, and that is our form of self-care. The problem with that is that we will burn out too easy. So we still must carve out time for us. And, you know, one sinking ship cannot save another sinking ship. We have to be afloat to help others. It's just like if you were to be on an airplane, that flight attendant's going to tell you to make sure you put that mask, mask, the oxygen mask on for yourself before you put it on for anyone else. That's because if you are depleted of oxygen, you now can't save the person next to you because you helped that person first. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying to be selfish. I'm just saying to make sure you're taken care of before you take care of someone else make sure that your needs are being met before you decide to run to the rescue of someone else because that's gonna burn you out and you're gonna slip further and further into issues that you you can't resolve and i want to go into a subject and if you're in the healthcare field at all or any kind of helping profession you've probably heard the term desensitization and it's really a real thing in the field of the helping profession being desensitized can be hurtful and harmful to our mental health now desensitization is where you feel that something is happening but you don't feel any emotion about it so i'm going to go into a story about how i felt being on a crisis team now i, I had done crisis work for two years and really after a while it became a blur it was really just a mundane task that I had to do. I had to go out, I had to help the community, I had to deal with another mental issue one at a time, right? A crisis to the community or a crisis to the person in the community is a crisis to me or a crisis to the crisis team. It really just became one suicide after another. And it got to the point of, oh, okay, this person killed themselves. Here we go again. And it was very sad to think this way, and I've been reflecting on it, but that's how it got for me. That's, that's really what got to me, and that's really what started burning me out, is that I was numb to the feeling of the suicide. I was numb to seeing someone commit suicide or have those feelings of suicide, and that's because I wasn't taking care of myself. The overwhelming, overwhelming feeling got to me. 
My compassion, sympathy, and empathy ran dry. The things that we need most in the healthy, hell-helping profession, that compassion, sympathy, and empathy, they weren't there for me anymore. They just, they were gone. And I had to be able to recharge and refocus my efforts. And that's what led me into academia instead of crisis because I needed to feel myself again. I needed to feel me and I needed to feel that compassion and sympathy and empathy for other people before I could go back out into the field and direct them on what they should do to help them. And this week I was driving um, into work and it it was a very difficult time for me lately. I was unmotivated and not focused. I'm thinking seasonal depressions, um, some kind of seasonal mood disorder because I get this way every October and um, and I remember thinking to myself, am I making an impact? Am I, I wonder how many lives I've saved. And I received a message from a previous coworker um, that a previous client of ours posted something and posted a message saying that two years ago I was in a low place and I tried to kill myself. And then an angel showed up and helped me get out of that. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here today. The coworker mentioned that I was that crisis clinician on call that day and that I was the angel that that patient was speaking of. And that was so amazing to hear that someone out there remembered me and I made an impact on their life. And that was something that I didn't think was possible, but that gave me the affirmation and the reaffirmations that I am doing something to impact other people. Sometimes we don't, as healthcare professionals and helping professions, we don't see the impact that we're making on someone's lives or even in the community. You know, we're still humans and it's really good to hear the impacts that we make day in and day out. And it makes you proud to be in the medical field or the helping profession field, the healthcare field, because even if you don't feel like you're impacting someone, you truly are. You may not have any idea that you're impacting someone, but you're, you're impacting people daily on a daily basis life can be so overwhelming and tear us down and put so much weight on our shoulders it can put us in a hole that we don't know how to get up get out of we might be putting a smile on to go to work or school and then at home we slump get into the slump of a depression and that appreciation that we get can go a long way and that appreciation is what makes us who we are today something in life will be the pivotal shift that you need you will know that you've been called to do something by something or someone. And you will know that you have to continue on the path you've chosen and that you've been called to do. Because there are people who rely on you. They rely on your talents, your skills, your knowledge and wisdom. You have some knowledge that might, someone might not have. And that other person is relying on that knowledge and skill to help them get through the day. We always feel like giving up and giving in sometimes. But it's in those moments of strife and turmoil where we need to strive for greatness and success. Push forward and you will see your rewards in your successes. When we feel low and we feel like giving up and giving in, that's the moment where we have to churn and we have to say, no, I am needed, I am wanted, I am loved. Someone out there needs my knowledge, someone out there needs my talents. I know that I put a smile on someone's face. So don't give in. Don't give up. Do good in life. Do better for the community and the people and yourself. I know it's tiring. I know you're overwhelmed and stressed. I know that you just want to sleep your life away. And you may not want to be here anymore. 
but I want to tell you that you've impacted many lives with what you're doing. We need you in this life to continue growing as a community, to continue growing as a person. You've impacted so many people that you might not know about. Don't give up. Don't give in. Move forward. Keep moving on because you can do this. You are here for a reason and we need you. And yeah, life can get really shitty sometimes. And it can shit on our parade, but realize in that moment is when you have to make that defining impact in your life. You have to decide if you're going to take that shit or you're going to throw the shit back and you're going to fight and you're going to move forward. That's where you have to come into play. What are you going to do with your life? Are you going to take it or are you going to give it back? Because we have to fight as a community, as a person to move forward. Thank you, everyone, for catching up with us on Let's Talk Mental Health Episode 2. We hope you enjoy the episode. Please click the follow button, the like button on whatever application you're using to watch this. We look forward to getting to speak with you further and you joining us every week to talk about mental health. And let's end the stigma for mental health. Again, whatever application you're using, give us a review, like it, follow us. That way you can get updates when we have... Um, new episodes out. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Let's talk mental health too, and whatever application you're listening to this on. Again, thanks for listening. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll catch you up with you next week.